0: The Toby Gribben Show Highlights Deirdre Riley is a writer whose work has appeared in print and digital publications, including CBN.com, RealClearReligion.org, FoxNews.com and DallasNews.com, and she's on the programme here today. How are you?
2: Good. Well, it's great to be here.
0: Now you've got a new book called "The Pretend Christian: Traveling Beyond Denomination to the True Jesus." So, what's the basic idea of the book, first of all?
2: Yeah, it's uh it, the title can be uh, <laughs> can throw people off. The Pretend yeah. Christian is really you can file it under Christian nonfiction. And so it's my story of cutting through all the clutter that sometimes goes with faith, with religion, Mm. in air quotes, uh, and really getting to a faith that can sustain you, that can Mm. see you through the hard times. And that is real and can last a
0: lifetime. Yeah. Do you feel that there's some sort of, I don't know, maybe a stigma to faith, really? And that's sort of the idea?
2: I do think there can be a stigma to faith. I think that when we see, for example, the average person maybe who has, you know, doesn't have a well of belief or who is just dipping their toes in the water, Mm. if you see a high profile Christian, uh, you know, really falling in a very public way, if your faith is shaky or new to begin with, boy, that'll really set you back. So you can't believe in things that are of this world. It has to be deeper. It has to be a relationship Mm. with God, between you and God. And then you can layer on church and, you know, all these other things. But it starts in your heart.
0: Yeah. And it being called the pretend Christian, just wondering, what is the whole idea of a pretend Christian, I guess?
2: Yeah, well, it really refers to me alone, not mm. to anyone else. Yeah. But uh, I went through many years when I was doing all the right things. You know, mm. I was going to church. I was raising my kids, you know, in a Christian home. I was doing all the motions of what looks real, but inside I was feeling pretty hollow. I didn't have a belief Hmm. that could carry me through rough times. And that's because I hadn't really done the time, I think, really getting to know Christ, getting to know God, and building a faith that would last a lifetime.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because, to be honest, I would have thought most people would have been maybe the other way around. They say they're religious and believe in God, but don't actually bother going to church or practicing.
2: (laughs) Well, there are those pretend Christians too, believe me. But, you know, when things get hard, we've just gone through COVID. We're still going through COVID. Yeah. Um, people, you know, the church is closed. So mm. even people who had great attendance and were there every week, they were suddenly left staring at the mirror saying, who am I? Yeah. And so we do need a faith that that is so deeply personal that you can't take it away by closing church doors.
0: Mm. That's the thing. I suppose there's never been a better excuse not to go to church. But then at the <laughs> same time, some churches have done live streams and stuff. So actually it's easier than ever to attend That's something. That's right.
2: Well, some people say their faith actually grew because they could sit on their couch with their cup of coffee and attend church and really listen for the first time. So that's a a good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think Christianity is hard for many people to accept?
2: I think it almost sounds too good to be true. Mm. I think it almost when you get to the fundamental, the foundation of Christianity, that Christ lived was the son of God, Mm. uh, took on humanity's sins, and was killed, and suddenly we have a gateway to eternity with God, that sounds almost too good to be true, and yet confusing, too. So in the book, my book is just a little entry into considering Christianity, and books like mine, I think, open your mind and open the door to getting into the Bible, where many answers lie but reading the Bible can be like reading Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. You know, you open it up and you just say, I don't understand what's (laughs) going on. And that chases you away. So Mm -hmm. you have the need and the want to get into the Bible. And this book hopefully helps you get
0: there. Yeah, that's the thing. Do you think the thickness of the Bible, because it's like the biggest book in the world, (laughs) will put people off just having a look at it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. If we have a Bible, I was just putting it out. And honestly, it was like a workout. It's a real, big family Bible and I thought gosh this is intimidating the pictures help though if you have a Bible with pictures
0: that helps yeah I suppose that element of we can never be a hundred percent sure that there is a God unless he suddenly starts talking to us in a weird sort of way do you think that just makes people skeptical because the existence of most physical other things in the world can easily be proved
2: yeah it's true and that is what you know we like to have tangible reminders, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I always compare it to, you know, I love my kids, Mm -hmm. my sons. I love them, you know, my husband more than anything. I can't pick up something and show you my love. I can't say, well, here, this proves it. Mm -hmm. I love them. But no one could tell me that love isn't real. It is. And that's the love God has for us. And people say, well, we're not in the age of miracles, but there are miracles around us. Every every day are but are we seeing them with the right eyes mm-hmm. are we seeing them with god's eye
0: yeah and i suppose you know if we existed 2000 years ago i mean we'd have to be in a very particular place in the world but we could have witnessed jesus do you think that would have encouraged more people to believe
2: I think, you know, if you read through the Bible, even, you know, doubting Thomas, even people who saw Jesus, Jesus caused a lot of fear. Mm. And, you know, the people were looking for a political ruler. And here he comes Mm. from a very lowly circumstance talking about peace and love and mercy and forgiveness. So I think it would have helped. But even the people of his day, you know, our human nature is to doubt. Yeah. And we can have a very dark side to our human nature, and God understands that. But it certainly would have been nice to be there and actually see someone healed.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, as well, I always feel like if Jesus came today, or maybe the second coming of Jesus or whatever, even the most religious people would be like, this guy's not for real, because we'd just be naturally inclined to doubt.
2: That's right. And And, you know, sometimes I ask what, you know, I say to myself, what if God whispered in my my ear, I want you to do this and that. And it sounded ridiculous. Hmm. What, you know, kind of like Noah, build this ark. Would I be brave enough to say, yes, that is God. And I'm going to do this thing that seems ridiculous. So our human natures, we're kind of always fighting, you know, doubt. And we're longing for mystical experiences. And then when they happen, we say, no, that can't be true. So we're two. We're a little bipolar sometimes
0: yeah. and if God were to speak I wonder what accent he would have as well
2: I have your accent Maybe. absolutely <laughs> I think I was I think I should have been born British i yeah. so enjoy just listening to your voice <laughs>
0: yeah. so why do you think the relationship that one has with God and Christ and you know every kind of saint is important
2: well, I think in my in my belief it's the foundation of life Mm. And we truly have freedom when we have faith. And I I just believe it's so important that it's important enough to look into. Mm. Even if you say, no, that's not for me. It's important enough if it really is about your life, your soul, your happiness. I mean, I have a happiness that is not situation dependent. So, you know, I have disappointments. I have hurts. I have things that go wrong, but I view them in a way that makes me a happier person. And that's because of my faith. I think there's a plan for myself and for you and Mm For everyone, everyone listening.
0: Yeah, there is a sort of thing where people who have faith seem to just take life a lot easier. And, you know, when something bad happens, they're just like, well, this is life. Whereas maybe <laughs> other people would react to it in a worser way.
2: It is true. And I say in the book, we're like the who's down in Whoville, you know, and the Grinch who stole Christmas. No matter what happens, you can take all our presents. Yeah. You can take all our trappings and we'll still be singing. And we'll still be singing. Celebrating. So that's what I hope for others to have. And we're in kind of a dark age, very critical, very cynical. Mm. And there is hope and there is joy and there is love. And that's, you know, available to each one of us.
0: Yeah, definitely. So why did you decide to write the book in the first place then?
2: Well, I, you know, I had come off a very challenging uh, senior editorial role at a digital publication. And I was so exhausted and I just started writing for myself. I had been editing so many others work. I hadn't really worked on anything myself. Mm. So I sat down. This was meant to be an essay on faith. And I just kept going. And then <laughs> day by day, I said, wow, maybe I have a little book here. And the book is not a heavy lift. It's a little over 100 pages. Mm. And it's written in a way that I hope is very down to earth. I share my own failings and struggles. And I tried to just kind of keep it really real. But You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, I I hope to believe I believe God was involved in the
0: book. Yeah, that's quite incredible then. You write an essay and it just keeps going. Does it feel like an essay when you read it or more of a book? I don't know if there would be a difference in writing style or anything
2: such a great question uh the chapters is, are so short mm. that it feels like an essay a collection of essays but it actually follows a chronology it follows my life
0: yeah.
2: uh, from non-believer and pretty pretty vocal pretty strident non-believer yeah. to a pretender somebody who was doing all the right things but hollow inside and then to someone of true faith mm. and what does that look like and what does that feel like and how did I get there
0: yeah uh, the chapters being quite short as well, I guess that goes back to the thickness of the Bible putting people off. This book will not put people off because they can read a chapter in a short time and then come back to it later if they want and not feel Absol- pressured.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I don't include Bible verses until the very end yeah. because when I was a non-believer, Bible verses would almost chase me away. I hate to say that mm-hmm. now as a believer, yeah. but they would confuse me and and so I have saved my favorite Bible verses for the very end of the book with an explainer of each verse.
0: Yeah, nice. And who would you recommend the book to? Is it religious people or people who want to believe but are struggling? Or I don't know, maybe people that are staunch non-believers that need a bit of convincing. <laughs> I don't know why they choose to read the book, but you get it as a gift for someone.
2: Right, exactly. Well, it's for anybody. It- I think it's particularly for, I feel drawn to say, it's for people, if you know somebody who is really struggling and you feel they really need faith, mm. they really need God, they need that that North Star in their lives, give them this book, see what it does. But it's also for people, I welcome atheists to read the book. I have a friend now who has no belief mm. and he's reading it and he said, I'd love to discuss this with you. So it's yeah. a great discussion book as well. And I appreciate where everyone is at. If you don't have faith, I've been there. If you have a little faith, I've been there. So I get you, I hear you, and this book is also for you.
0: Yes. And of course, there are many other religions, I suppose. Would you recommend maybe somebody who believes in one of them to read your book? How does that work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. In the same way that I've read books about other faiths, you know, I believe my faith is the answer, but Mm. I'm very respectful respectful and welcoming of other faith expressions. And I would say, check it out, you know, Mm -hmm. find out what the Christian experience can be like. And uh, I welcome all conversations about faith.
0: Yeah. And do you think that, I suppose, in the end, when we all go up to a possible afterlife, it won't really matter what faith you believed in because you all sort of had the same intent?
2: Well, you know, in the Christian experience, we believe Christ is the door. Christ is Mm. the only way. That being said, and this is one of the tricky things that I cover in the book, That being said, I would never want to diminish somebody else's faith experience. So I feel... Comfortable knowing what I know, sharing what I know. I believe Christ is the only way, mm. but I'm human. God, there's only one God. It's not me. So, yeah. uh, at this happy time of year, you know, I prefer peace and understanding over these fractional divisions that drive us crazy.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And since COVID, I don't know what it is, but people seem to be more divided than ever. I don't really know why. I guess it's because people have got nothing better to do than at home and type stuff
2: (laughs) it's true and keyboard warriors you know they're very brave behind a keyboard well and i've gotten criticism over my own book from people who haven't read it so i Mm. understand being kind of the target of that but i would just say number one take social media breaks Seriously, it's that it can be kind of a sewer in there. And the second one is if you have faith, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. No one can take that away from you. So my faith actually makes me understand criticism and understand the bitterness that people have. I'm more patient about it and it doesn't get to me the way it did when I didn't have faith. So I'm sorry that we're such a divided world, (laughs) Um, but we have to just keep trying to do things things that create peace and not division. Some people you will never pull away from their keyboards, but I tend to think what's going wrong in their life Mm. that they're hovering over a keyboard, waiting to pounce on something they don't agree with. And Mm. I feel bad for them actually.
0: Yeah, that's the thing because it goes back to sort of any kind of bullying in any way, I guess. It's always, it's actually them that's the problem in some way.
2: I think so. And you know, we we are taught in Christianity to love our enemies yeah. and that can be very hard to do, but I I think there's a lot of hurt and a lot of lostness in the world today. Yeah. And we have to acknowledge that and what can we do to help? And my little book is my kind of very imperfect attempt to yeah, do that.
0: Absolutely. Well, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not writing then? <laughs>
2: Well, I'm still riding a lot and working. Uh I love horseback riding. Um, I love all outdoor things. I love outdoor pursuits. And I say in the book, nature has always been a a big messenger of good things for me. Um, I have two dogs, which drive me crazy. (laughs) And I'm always kind of disciplining them. Um, I'm just involved in in a loving way with family and friends. I have a big friend network. And I do speak on behalf of this book and a lot of interviews and a lot of sharing of uh, what I hope is, you know, something that people want to look into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And after this book, have you got any plans for a sequel, perhaps?
2: No, oh, I had a friend who said, you should do like a pretend everything, pretend friend, <laughs> pretend, you know, oh, I don't wow. know if I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah. I've been asking God to kind of nudge me in the right direction. I'm either gonna do another faith book, but I would love to try my hand at a mystery. Ooh. So I'm thinking of putting together a mystery.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. Doing the yeah. kind of fiction stuff and fun.
2: <laughs> that's right. I think I'm going to uh hopefully I get a sign from heaven that says yes, move forward. It mm. it I I just I think women particularly love to solve puzzles. And so mm. I'm kind of busy creating my own mystery
0: yeah definitely that's it's fun and murder mysteries are always the best stories because there's always a twist guaranteed in some way
2: and i have to tell you over here in in america we love british Mm. mysteries and there are a lot of modern day i don't know if we're tuning in for the accent or the acting i don't (laughs) know what it is but i will tell you britain is bringing out some of the best modern day mystery and crime dramas so
0: oh yeah we've got loads of programs about mysteries every night
2: oh my gosh well <laughs> i gave my sister brit box and it was oh, yeah. the best gift i ever gave her i don't know how you all feel about that over there but yeah she loves it she can immerse herself in british programming
0: yeah i think i know like one person that has brit box um <laughs> I think most of the programs you can get free on the kind of TV on demand services anyway. But I think there's a few extra things that you can't.
2: Yeah, she loves all of it. So uh, that's how a lot of Americans view uh, England and Great Britain with a great deal of longing. We want to... Come over and visit you and be immersed in your culture. And I hope I get to do that someday soon.
0: Yes, I think you can come over now, but it's a load of faff, isn't it? So it's probably yeah. best to wait a couple of years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the masks don't bother me. I don't yeah. care about all that. I'm fine with all that. I just want to visit uh, such a wonderful place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can we check out the book, The Pretend Christian, if we'd like to read it?
2: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for this interview. I so appreciate it. You can just Google The Pretend Christian. My name has a lot of e's and i's, so it's hard to <laughs> to find. It's Riley.com. I have a website but just go to google and put in the pretend christian it's on amazon it's on barnes and noble uh anywhere you like to buy your your books it'll be there smashing waiting for you
0: well thanks very much for coming on the show today it's been great to chat to you.
2: you it's been wonderful to chat with you and all your listeners ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in
3: a row dreaming of something better well